Hey everyone, welcome to the Significant Strike Podcast. I am your host, Soft Weekly. With me, as always, is our man with the brain, our expert handicapper, Val Dwar. Val, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm hanging in there. Uh, gonna gonna be bored this weekend with the week off, but then excited for UFC 264 the following weekend. Right, this is a bit of a special episode. Not our first two-parter, but the first time we put in the first part so early because... You saw some value that you want to make people aware of now, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And unfortunately, the lines already started moving against us, but uh, there's there's definitely still some value baked into this. Well, before we get into that, why don't you go over how we did last week? All right. So uh, I'm going to have to go over it again on the main episode. Um, so I figured I'd just do a quicker rundown. Yeah, just do a quick rundown. That's fine. So, um, if you follow me on Twitter, or follow Significant Strike Podcast on Twitter, then you're aware we added three plays. Um, we and so overall we went three and two on the two plays we gave out last time on the podcast. Uh, we went two and zero oh with Tanner Bozer and Shavkat Rachmanov both getting finishes in their fights. Um, I bet put. Three quarters of a unit on Gain Volkov round five to start. That hit. I put half a unit on Volkov money line. That hit and a unit on Barcelos money line, which unfortunately lost. Though I would say it should have been a draw, but judge is gonna judge. Anyway, we come out um, slightly positive, three and two for plus point three six seven units. That brings us to a total of, after 11 weeks, a record of 29, 28, and 1 for plus 4.951 units. So I'm, I'm looking for us to improve that. We've had a couple of good weeks, but uh, uh, we, were, we were talking with some of our friends on Discord, and both you and I both uh, believe in the way we handicap these fights, so sometimes you just got to roll with the punches and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what you got to do, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, I, yeah, it would have been nice to come out after such a great start to come out better, but profit is profit. Anyways. All right, so who are we next. going over tonight? All right, so we're going over the co-main event of UFC 264. Um, finally, two top welterweights are going to fight each other. It's been... It's been a long time coming since Colby and Leon and Wonderboy and Burns have all not fought each other until now. Wonderboy versus Burns, co-main event. Um, this line, so this line has a weird history. It opened with Wonderboy as a plus one thirty-five favorite, but that only lasted for like a day. Uh, the line got altered to like around minus 200, I believe, before shooting down to the minus 140, minus 150 range with Wonderboy as a comfortable favorite until recently, where Wonderboy has been going back up towards the minus 200s. Now, you can get him anywhere between minus 155 and minus 175. But before I tell you what we're going with, although you might be able to guess, let's, let's get into discussing the actual fight. So, to start, Wonderboy has a four-inch reach advantage. He's been a welterweight uh, all his career. Burns has moved up from lightweight, although he does have welterweight power, so don't underestimate his power. 
The biggest problem with anyone who fights Wonder Boy is finding someone who can emulate their style for you in camp. No one at Sanford is such a has that level of Kempo karate. So I know Burns brought in Karatekas into his camp to train with. Uh, I heard an interview with him saying as much. But even then, there's still no one like Wonder Boy who has been able to not only be great at Kempo karate and use it in kickboxing, but also use it in MMA at such a high level. The closest would be. Michael Venom Page, but he's still different. So, the main thing in this fight is the space. The space that Wonder Boy is able to keep or not able to keep. And uh, as with many fights, that'll determine the fight. But in this fight, it's even more key because keeping space is Wonder Boy's specialty. He, ha- he fights with his hands down, he fights bouncing around on the balls of his feet, Burns fights coming forward, neither trying to take you down or knock you out. So Wonderboy needs to stay away from that overhand right and avoid Burns' takedowns. If he lets Burns get close, then he will be much more vulnerable to that level change. And although Burns isn't like an elite wrestler, he is an elite jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's a second-degree black belt, has won the Mundials uh, three times, I believe. He he has probably top five jiu-jitsu in, in the whole UFC. So... If Wonderboy is able to fight at his own distance, though, then he should be more comfortable and do well. I mean, he can avoid those takedowns and fight at the striking range that he's best at. His takedown defense is good on its own, even if Burns gets in on him and is able to shoot effectively. But more than that, his distance management is so good that it's hard to even get a chance to shoot on Wonderboy at all. He has a 78% takedown defense in the UFC, but not many people have even been able to try taking him down in the UFC ever since his second fight where I, Matt Brown, I believe it was, took him down 5 out of 13 times. That's, that's at, no one, I don't think anyone has ever tried to take him down more than 5 times since then. And no one has been able to take him down more than once. He's only been taken down once in a handful of fights. But, so, if he's able to keep that distance, Burns may not even get a chance to shoot and try out his wrestling. Um, Wonder Boy, I mean, as with anyone who uses distance to their, their advantage, they'll run out of space. You back up, you back up, you run into the cage. But Wonder Boy is great at circling out and getting back to his preferred range. And even if he's uh, caught in that corner, he can still fight it out of it. Though, I'll get to that later. So Wonder Boy is an excellent counter-striker, which plays to his advantage a lot in this fight, given Gilbert Burns' striking style. But if someone doesn't run forward at him, he is also proficient at touching his opponents up from range if they choose not to engage him. Using that karate, really bladed stance where he switches a lot, he loves his sidekicks. Those mostly come from his southpaw stance. He also uses them to set up hook kicks and wheel kicks upstairs, which he has two uh, spinning wheel kick knock, or one spinning wheel kick, one spinning back kick knockout in the UFC. But I want to talk about Wonder Boy's hands, his, his punching, because his hands are really overrated, in my opinion. People only talk about his kicks, and we all know about his kicks. But he times his straight punches really well to catch guys off card when they're moving or loading up. And they're, they're also paying more attention to, their, to, to his kicks. He can throw while planted, while moving to the side, or while moving backwards. It doesn't matter where he is, it matters where the opponent is. Because he wants to catch them while they're trying to explode. While they're trying to load up and fire into him. He just gets out of the way, angles off to the side... And um, he either while their forward momentum is coming forward, he, he punches them, you know, adding on to that forward momentum, adding that punch to the forward momentum so the punch is even more powerful, or waiting till the forward momentum stops, 
stunning them and circling back out to range again. He used, he angles off so well that he's always getting a dominant position on you. And so uh, we're going to do our first uh, YouTube video, I believe, this week. And that is exactly what I'm going to do the video about. going to show Wonder Boy angling off when people try to close range with him and striking them as they try to do so from dominant position. So you'll see what I mean if you check out our soon-to-be brand-new YouTube channel. Uh, link will be in the show notes. I just want to let people know we've been talking about that for a while, but we wanted to get the show going first. And what the YouTube channel will be is some of the techniques we we discuss on the podcast here. We'll have video representations of them so people can see exactly what we see. Yep. So Wonder Boy, uh, he fluidly changes stances and disguises the switches of his stances behind his attacks and other movement. For example, he'll throw a head kick from Orthodox. And uh, when he returns his rear foot to the mat, it's no longer his rear foot. It's in front, and he's now in southpaw. He takes advantage of his new stance before his opponent can notice it. So throw a head kick uh, from orthodox, land in southpaw, then use a side kick from southpaw or some other weapon. He, there's so many options there. Uh, it's something his rollout Asanya also does very effectively. He'll also use his stance, slit, stance switch, going from closed to open stance matchup. Uh, which I guess I should just I, I say this a lot just to remind people but closed is orthodox v orthodox or southpaw v southpaw open is southpaw v orthodox so with the, when the lead foots line up that, that's an open stance matchup so he wants to get his lead foot outside of the opponents which he does while stance switching while they can't notice because you're always fighting for that outside position of the lead foot when you're in an open stance matchup southpaw v orthodox um, and he uses his stance switch to get outside of that. And that, again, gives him a dominant angle and a perfect opening for a straight punch. He can put you out with a single kick timed perfectly. Although he's not known as a finisher. He's known as not not necessarily a point fighter because he does huge damage. Though he has had boring fights like the Darren Till fight, um, the Woodley fights at points were boring. Um but he has three head kick knockouts in the UFC, two of them being spinning ones I mentioned earlier. So if he catches you clean on his head kicks, which he's so good at timing, it, it can put your lights out. One of those head kick knockouts was against Johnny Hendricks, who Johnny Hendricks was a really tough guy. He, and he, he was known for being tough and having a great chin. And Wonder Boy decimated him within a round. Um... Stephen Warboy Thompson also has a really underrated ability to trade in the pocket. Although he prefers to stay at range, he can trade in the pocket when he's caught up against the cage. He never goes nuts with it. Like, he's never brawling like uh, Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker, just brawling in the pocket. He's still moving his head really well um, to avoid strikes as he boxes on the inside. And he uses that ability to strike and circle out. Because, above all, he doesn't want to be caught up against the fence. That's where... His karate can be neutralized and his takedown defense tested. If he gets back there, you're absolutely right. He he's not afraid to throw like a uh, a five punch combo and then circle out. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. that's not his spot, but he's comfortable there. Yeah, that's his main thing. He doesn't want to be caught up against the cage, and that's why distance is so important in this fight. If you watch the Vincente Luque fight, Luque was trying to pressure for the whole first round, and it was a pretty even round. Wonder Boy kept you know uh, getting pushed back, and then striking and getting out Luke hit him a few times wonder boy hit him a few times but then in the second round wonder boy made the requisite adjustments and was just 
tuning him up. The second and third round of that fight, while it was a fight, a great fight, fight of the night performance by both men, Wonder Boy absolutely tuned Luke up for rounds two and three. And Luke, well, first off, Luke is like a brother to to Gilbert Burns. They they train together. Their families uh, will stay together all the time. They'll stay together all the time. They they really are, in their own words, brothers. So they work a lot off of each other um, and have similar styles in that they like to come forward and hit their opponents hard. But Wonder Boy was able to turn that against Luke by hitting him as he came forward or once he got forward, Wonder Boy would be able to change angles, get out along the fence, and then hit him once. Um, I, I probably will do a video of that about that on this week as well. So he's not obviously not much of a threat from a grappling perspective. The main goal for Wonder Boy is to either not get taken down or get back up once he has been taken down, and he has he's become quite proficient in those areas. Um, but if he can avoid being taken down at all, that that'll be better for him in this bout. On to Gilbert Burns. He, like I said, he he has some of the best jujitsu in the UFC. In his striking. He's all about the power. Everything that Gilbert Duino Burns throws, he throws with power, which can be a good thing if he lands, but it can also be a bad thing. I think he needs to have more nuance and control in his striking to, I mean, to effectively land and to not get caught because, uh, one sec. So he opens up fights with outside low kicks, usually to, to find range and get comfortable. Then he'll eventually, later in the fight, go upstairs with that kick after he establishes it low. Uh, Wonder Boy's bladed stance would seem to be susceptible to leg kicks, but he has become good at checking leg kicks. And the fact that he switches stances constantly means it's hard to beat up one lead leg or 15 minutes because you have to beat them both up for to have an actual effect on his stance because it, it'll keep changing. Um, but yeah, back to Burns' power. He loves his overhand right and his power left hook. The problem is he really winds up on them, and they're wide and slow enough punches that most fighters can see them coming, even if they can't all get out of the way. And though they are can be devastating if they land. I mean, he even knocked Usman down, and Usman has some of the, one of the best... Or it wasn't technically a knockdown, but he definitely stumbled him. Usman's hands were on the floor before he got back up. Um, so his power is to be feared, for sure. Uh, and Wonderboy has been knocked down in the UFC, of course. Uh, by Tyron Woodley and uh, by Anthony Pettis, though that's another story. But so yeah, the problem with Durinho and throwing so much power all the time is that he's open to punches by his opponents. When as not only as he because he moves forward and his body loads up to throw, he his hand his opposite hand. So if he's throwing a right overhand, his left hand often drops. Um, Mike Davis was able to catch him like that, for example, when back when uh, Burns fought at lightweight. Um, and, and, of course, Dan Hooker in Burns' last loss before Kamaru Usman, Dan Hooker dropped and knocked out uh, Gilbert Burns, dropped him twice, the second one, finishing him. And he, he took advantage of Burns' hands coming down to throw power. It, it's a good example from recently is Figueredo and Moreno. Figueredo has an amazing chin. But he got d- dropped by uh, Brandon Moreno, not only Bren- by Brandon Moreno, by Brandon Moreno's jab, just a jab. And it's because Figgy was loading up there to throw up a huge left hook, and Moreno caught him right at the point where his head's coming forward and his arm's yeah. coming back. 
And because of that, his whole body was loaded. It's like a spring. You, he, he disrupted the spring part away, and it just fell all apart. Um, Wonderboy can use his jab, his straight right, uh, side kicks, head kicks. I mean, head kicks not so much in that situation, but he can throw, use his hands in side kicks because they come so quickly to disrupt uh, Gilbert Burns' timing and, and perhaps catch him big. The same thing with with Burns's leg kicks. The same thing happens because he lo- Burns loads up. He throws all his. Pa- he doesn't throw tap you on the leg leg kicks, which which Wonder Boy does do. Um, he throws everything into his leg kicks, and again, good and bad. It does more damage, but you're more susceptible to things. Mike Davis staggered him. Although Mike Davis got some finished in the second round and was never really in that fight to begin with. Uh, Mike Davis had his one moment in the fight where he stag- he. Uh, let the leg come in, used his straight right to stagger Gilbert Burns going backwards. And that, and that wouldn't have happened had he, A, been more surgical and less just brute force with his leg kick, and B, just kept his hands up. He needs to keep his hands up. And he has developed in that regard. That was, that was what, four years ago? Three or four? Uh, the Davis fight was four years ago. So he needs to... Yeah. He has improved it there, but he needs to improve it even more. We saw that against Usman. Usman caught him loading up, caught him coming in, and and destroyed him. Not I forget how many times Usman knocked him down in that fight. Actually, I can check on that right now. But it, it was several. Okay, so Usman knocked Gilbert Burns down two times, staggered him several more, um, and that was just with a jab. Which yeah, Usman has one of the most powerful jabs in the game. It, it's like a it's like a straight right really. But he's he's been susceptible to jabs before. Dan Hooker, who I mentioned earlier, had great success with it as well in disrupting Burns's rhythm. Um, in his in Burns's last loss before Usman, that was 2016. Um, so his chin looks suspect. I don't know how suspect it really is if he's actually chinny. But I do know that it can be exploited because he loads up so big. And he gets dropped with just being touched, dropped by just a, a simple straight right or a jab, uh, the straight right by the hooker, the lightweight, jab by Usman, the welterweight. And interesting about the Dan Hooker thing is Dan Hooker was the last fighter that Burns fought that had the striking, uh, that had, okay, so obviously Hooker doesn't have the striking credentials of Wonderboy, who's a, you know, a world champion kickboxer, black belt in karate, um, but he... Uh, 57 and 0 kickboxer, but Hooker was is a great kickboxer himself, and that's the closest thing that Burns has ever fought uh, to Wonder Boy, uh, a tall, lanky guy who ha- outreaches him and is just gonna touch him up when he loads up on his power. That's just I feel something to be aware of. That's the best comparison I can make. And and Hooker was able to run right through him, but took him about four minutes. So Burns. And we like he has improved, obviously quite a bit to get a title fight. When before he was losing to, um, he he was losing just to, to the g- likes of My- Michelle Prezeris and uh, Dan Hooker, but right. he just, still showed the clar- same problems that he's always had against Kamaru Usman. Just to clarify on that Hooker loss, it took Hooker two and a half minutes, not even four. No, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean that. Um, I, I mean uh, that wasn't to say that you're wrong, but to be illustrative of, of the point you were trying to make. Hooker ran right. Yeah, through. I understand. 
Yeah, and so the point I'm really trying to make is that obviously we, we've all heard the phrase "styles makes fights," and and Burns's style in striking at least is power. Wonder Boy's style is timing. Um, I mean, this is the famous Conor McGregor quote. Quote, what is it? Uh, he he was faster and he was stronger, but precision beats power and timing beats speed. And Wonder Boy, well, Wonder Boy has the speed, but also the timing and the precision. And that's shown to work on Gilbert Burns in the lat, uh, in previous fights. So that that's a style matchup I see on the feet. The ground is a different story. I really feel like, although Burns does have the ability to knock anyone out with his overhand right, it has to land. And obviously, uh, Wonder Boy will be aware of that and will be watching out for his overhand right and his big left hook. Um, and he his head Wonder Boy's head movement is just elite. He can fight with his hands down like almost no one else can because he's so well able to see punches coming and get out of the way of them. I mean, if you watch his fights against elite strikers like Vincent Ted Luque, Jorge Masvidal, um, go farther back, Rory McDonald and Johnny Hendricks, he, he's able to get out of the way of so many punches that would drop most people because he fights with his hands down and just bobs and weaves, gets out of the way. He'll bring his hands up to parry at times, but He's just able to get out of the way, and Burns is loading up on all of his punches means he's going to have more time to get out of the way. So on the feet, it, it, it's clear to me. If Burns changes his tune and doesn't come forward, Wonder Boy should be able to pick him apart, though that would be a bit more scary for me because that was Tyron Woodley's MO, and Woodley's the toughest style matchup that Wonder Boy has faced. A strong wrestler with a strong overhand right who didn't come forward so he could get counter-striked. However, I've never seen Burns just sit back and take it. And I don't, he's, like, Woodley was used to that style. Burns is not. He would be altering his entire game for one fight. Um, and I, I don't see him doing that. Anyway, grappling. The issue, okay, if if Gilbert Burns gets Wonder Boy down, Wonder Boy is in trouble. Wonder Boy, uh, he, he'll be trying to stand up, but there's a bunch of methods of standing up that Gilbert Burns can thwart. Like, a lot of guys give their back to stand up. Burns will uh, lock the hooks in right away. I mean, he has if he gets you down, he has brilliant top control in general. And he has really strong ground and pound. Uh, great with leg entanglements, arm entanglements, wrist control. Everything you need to hold an opponent down and then slowly uh, boa constrict them into a submission. But he's. Not, I don't think he's going to be able to consistently win rounds that way, if because I don't think he's going to be able to get Wonder Boy down enough. Like I said, Wonder Boy has only been taken down more than once, one time, and that was in the year. What was it? The yeah, I was in the year 2012 against Matt Brown in his second UFC fight. He was like seven and zero as a professional. After that, he took his wrestling seriously and started getting takedowns of his own. Has since become one of the best. Uh, anti-wrestlers that there is yeah he's got very good especially yeah he's got very good counter wrestling yeah. and uh yeah that was that was the knock on him when he came in because everyone was very excited about him because of his uh you know his karate and kickboxing background and his fighting yep. style but they were like well what's he gonna do when someone gets a hold of him and and he, he learned in that matt brown fight but since then i think he's proven that he's taken it seriously and uh He's not a great ground guy, but he's got really good counter wrestling, and he's shown an ability 
to not get taken down and not get submitted. You know, he took it seriously and he he's done well with it. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go through some of the wrestlers he's fought. Uh, are guys who can wrestle. Johnny Hendricks, no takedowns. Uh, Roy McDonald didn't get any takedowns in a five round fight. Um, Tyron Woodley got one takedown in a in each of their five round fights. Twenty so uh, fifty minutes, two takedowns total. Um, and those are the most prolific wrestlers he, he's fought since since Matt Brown. Yeah, but those are all uh, but those are a high level. Really good wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, that that would be the one knock on him. I guess is that we haven't seen it tested lately. His le- recent fights are Neil, Luke, Pettis, Till, Masvidal. His last five, they're not guys who's going to test his takedown defense. But I don't think his takedown defense will have totally atrophied. And if anything, he should be training it more than anything for this fight. Um, so yeah, I think there is a chance of Gilbert Burns getting Wonder Boy down and subbing him. I think that's his best chance. I think if, but I don't think it's going to be able to consistently happen. Um, because Burns isn't that guy that has high level wrestling. He has really high level jujitsu, but it's not the same. Uh, Usman, high level wrestling, not a great jujitsu guy, but he's going to smother you with his wrestling. Gilbert Burns, he doesn't have that same wrestling. He has a 35% takedown accuracy. Um, and he's not out here taking high, super high level guys down like that. You took Tyron Woodley down twice in their five round fight, and that's washed up Tyron Woodley. Um, he took Gunnar Nelson down once. Those and those are the the, the two best wrestlers that he's fought. Uh, I suppose Demi and Maya could be in there, but it's it's different. And Burns just knocked him out anyway, which that was an impressive yeah. knockout. Yeah, that was an impressive knockout, and uh. Maya's got, um, and geez, I feel bad almost saying it because he's probably the best BJJ practitioner to ever be in in the UFC. But his his wrestling isn't as stellar as some of the other people we mentioned. Now, when he gets you no. when he gets you on the ground, you're in a whole world of trouble. But his his wrestling yeah. overall wasn't elite. Yeah, I'm mean, in that fight. Too, I mean, Burns didn't even want to wrestle. Maya did get him down twice. I should digress here because I'm going a bit off topic, but Maya did get him down twice. But again, Burns also doesn't isn't going to be worrying about being taken down because he's he's like a fish in water on the mat, even if it was with Maya. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so how I see this is Burns' best chance is for a finish. I don't see how he wins a decision here. I mean, anything can happen. So it's like, yeah, 1% chance. But I don't see how he wins a decision. He's not going to outstrike him, and he's not going to... He's not going to hold him down for three rounds. Maybe one round, and I could see. But he's not good enough at getting takedowns, not good enough at closing range effectively. And we circle back to the beginning. The closing the rate where range is going to be everything. Wonder Boy keeps range better, almost better than anyone. You know, up there with Izzy. Uh, up there with, with Old Connor, with John Jones. Um... And Burns has been caught by fighters that are not nearly as good strikers or as good at keeping range as Wonder Boy. Caught and dropped. So he's going to have to close. Burns is going to have to close that distance. Is he going to be able to? If he does, is he, even then, is he going to be able to get in on Wonder Boy's hips? And then, is he going to be able to take him down and hold him down? That's the tough part for Gilbert Burns. And that's why I think he has such a low chance of success in this fight. And he has 
as anyone does, a small chance of knocking him out. I mean, uh, Wonder Boy got knocked out by, by Anthony Pettis in a fight he was comfortably winning with a Superman punch just out of nowhere. And I'm, I'm not going to call it a fluke because I'm not going to call anything a fluke. It's skill by a, 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 a fighter who is washed up now still has prodigious talent. But it did come out of nowhere, and it's not something that's ever been replicated, that that, that Superman punch by Anthony Pettis. Um, so really, I think Burns has a small chance of knocking him out with a random overhand right, a better chance of taking him down and submitting him, a very, very small chance of winning a decision. But overall, I think Wonder Boy will either catch him coming in and drop him, repeatedly until he finishes him although he he shouldn't engage him on the ground so he like dan hooker dan hooker dropped gilbert burns and then was like okay stand back up now and i'll keep punching you because he didn't want to engage him on the ground and it worked uh he he knocked him down twice and the second one he burns was so out of it he got one punch in and it was over so wonder boy can i think will either drop him um probably in the second or third round after he establishes that range and works as has worked to keep it for the first round um punished burns for trying to close that range or uh outpoints into a decision i mean he's he's beaten up some really tough guys top guys tougher than gilbert burns jeff neal and vincente luque and jorge masvidal in his last three wins those are really tough guys uh wonder boy put the hurt on them for uh, five, three, and three rounds, respectively. So I give Wonder Boy a very good chance to win this fight. Like I said earlier, the odds have moved. They were, you could have gotten him at minus one thirty-five before. Um, I wanted to record this early, but we didn't record it early enough because people are jumping all over Wonder Boy. At his worst odds are minus one seventy-five at places like Bet Online, minus one seventy at five times. Um. Goes down to minus 168 at Bookmaker, 166 FanDuel, 162 DraftKings, and Unibet. But the best you're going to be able to get right now is Bovada, minus 155 odds. And so that's my play. If this had stayed at uh, minus 140, minus 130, this would have been a two unit. But because it's not, this is a one and a half unit play for us, the Significant Strike Boys. One and a half units on. Steven Wonderboy Thompson at minus 155 on Bovada. I still do like this at, at in the minus 160s. I like it less at minus 170 because I capped this around minus 200, minus 220, that range. Potentially even up to minus 250, but I wouldn't bet it once it gets to minus 200. I think minus 175 is your last chance to get it, and for that, I'd, I'd recommend a one-unit bet. If you can catch it on DraftKings at 162 bookmaker 168 i mean use your own discretion see that we're doing one and a half units at minus 155 and uh yeah don't go crazy but that's the best <laughs> just a couple of things i would say wonder boy's uh bladed karate stance and his ability to uh switch from southpaw to orthodox and his range he's just longer uh Forget the fact that he's great at keeping range. He's the longer fighter here too, so I think it's going to be yeah four inches. Right. I think he's he's gonna he's in the perfect position to win, and I believe it'll probably be a decision. But he may he may drop him 
late in the second or in the third, but it'll probably go to decision and Wonderboy will win on points. You can't back Wonderboy up against the cage too much. Uh, he's gotten better at it. He's, he doesn't like to be there, but he's not afraid. Like he'll throw, he'll throw his hands real quick and move out of the way. But because he switches stances, he can circle out in either direction. You know what I mean? So he's very good at not yeah. getting caught there. Yeah. I don't see how he loses I, this one. I do. I, I mean, anything possible, can but happen. I do, right. I, it has to be, like I said, it pretty much has to be a finish for Gilbert Burns. He's not going to outstrike Wonderboy for three rounds or even two rounds to get a two-to-one decision. He has to get a finish, in my opinion. Right. And, and, and that finish is most likely going to be a sub. Right, right, because uh, let's face it, Wonder Boy isn't the the type of fighter to get caught by overhand right. You know, he's he's got great yeah. vision. He'll see that coming a mile away. Yeah, I mean, especially an overhand right coming in. He did get caught by t- by T Wood in their title fights, but he Tyron Woodley just sat there, and that's that's what uh, Wonder Boy doesn't want. Doesn't want someone to sit there. He doesn't want to come to you. He wants you to come to him. So he had to go to Woodley. He had to force the issue. He was the title challenger, and he got caught. But if, like I said, if if someone's coming at him, if someone's loading up, he's definitely gonna read that. Um, anything can happen, but I don't think he gets knocked out. I think if he loses, he gets submitted, and it's still a relatively low chance because of his ability to keep that distance, maintain that distance, and he's done it against fighters who are better at closing the distance. We're gonna hopefully have a video up to go along with this in the next day or so i'll link in the notes we'll we'll set it all up and we'll have the video to go along with this and then our our full broadcast for the fights will be a week from tomorrow correct yeah yeah next wednesday we should be recording that's what we'll cover the full card it's a long boring week for everyone who enjoys the sport like we do because this is one of the few yeah. times where there's a whole week off but we got some bellator yeah. pfl to watch don't we no we don't oh, there, there's literally nothing Every- there there's so so last okay so this past week we we watched uh bellator and pfl on friday then at, uh, at one o'clock eastern time we watched the ufc until about seven o'clock or so yep. Then starting at eight o'clock, the Lomachenko fight, boxing. Nine o'clock, Tank Davis fight, and around that same time, Bare Knuckle FC. Uh, their their four title fight cards started. So we were watching combat sports from one p.m. Saturday to about two a.m. Yeah, we, we uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> we had a full and, day. And then this week, <laughs> and then this week we have nothing. We'll just have to find something else to do. All right, everybody. What? Yeah, but w- yeah. we'll make it through. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. Um, I wanted to shout out the twi- Twitter. Just yeah, say, go, go to ahead. Twitter. I'll post. It. So, uh, also check out the Twitter at Sig Strike Pod. One word, no underscores or anything like that. I'll post the link to the video. Um, probably me breaking down some stuff Wonderboy did against uh both Johnny Hendricks and Vincente Luke. A I never know if it's Luke or Luke. People say it differently. Anyway, check out the I Twitter. I'll Luke. post some stuff up there. I, I think so too, but I've heard uh, broadcast guys say Luke. Vincente Luke. Though, I, yeah, I believe it's Luke. Anyway, I digress. Check the Twitter out. Post some stuff up there. Um, and we'll see you this time next week to discuss uh, uh, a card that I am, at least at the very top, very emotionally invested in. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. The All trilogy. Right. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Um, check for the links to the videos on the Six Strike Pod Twitter. Um, check out everyone at Spofi HQ for handicapping on all kinds of sports. There sits Wonder Boy sitting oh so proudly. Nothing much to say. Yep, hold on, let it play out. <laughs>